podcast listener named Danny writes in, Pastor John, if sin is self-deceiving, even to the extent that we don't see entire logs in our own eyes, how can we ever know with certainty that we see clearly enough to take out specks in our brother's eyes? Is Jesus' point in Matthew 7, 5 that we ought not to be hypocrites seeking out specks, or does he really intend that we should and can take out the specks from our brother's eye? Pastor John, what would you say to Danny? Well, I hear two questions. One, how can we ever know with certainty that we see clearly enough to take out specks? And the other one is, does Jesus really intend for us to take out specks? Now, my answer to the second is yes. Jesus really does intend for us to take the speck out of our brother's eye. And my answer to the first question is that the prerequisite for this is not certainty, but scripture-saturated, spirit-dependent humility. So let me give some support for that answer. Jesus really does intend for us to be in the lives of our fellow believers and point out to them specks and help them see more clearly. That's the problem with a speck, right? You can't see. You're driving a car, you get a speck in your eye, you're swerving all over the road, you're going to kill somebody. And that's what sin is, is like. Yes, that's what we do for each other. So he says in Matthew 7, uh, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. The aim of this passage is to overcome the blindness in our pride that keeps us from being lovingly helpful to our brothers. That's the point of the passage. This this text is not simply about creating non-hypocrites who don't care about their brothers, who fall into a ditch because he's being blinded by the speck in his eye. This passage is about how to become helpful, how to become loving, how to become effective eye doctors who help other people see and live and enjoy God's will for their lives. Um, All the apostles' teaching about ministry to one another assumes this, doesn't it? I mean, 1 Thessalonians 5 to 14, we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle. So you see a speck of idleness? Go after them and help them. Or 2 Timothy 4, 2, be ready in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. Don't leave people with their specks in their eye. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. Or Jude 22, have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. The whole, the whole picture of New Testament church life is speck picking, which is why Galatians 6.1 is so crucial and Matthew 7 was so crucial. Here's, here's Galatians 6.1. If anyone is caught in any transgression, 
you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch over yourselves. This is Jesus. Take the log out, right? Keep watch over yourselves, lest you too be tempted. Don't be proud. Don't be arrogant. Don't be judgmental as you step into a person's life and help them see what they're doing wrong. You should do this. This is an imperative. It doesn't even look like an imperative in the in the English translation, but it it, it is an imperative imperative when he says, restore such a one. Take the speck, help him, help him take the speck out of out of his eyes. Tilt his head back and get some water and, and pour it on his water and tell him don't rub towards the center, rub towards the outside. Get that speck out so he can see. And of course, the key in that verse is you who are spiritual. This is dangerous work, right? That, that That's why the question is being asked. This is really dangerous work. We are we are very judgmental people. We like to exalt ourselves by pointing other people's flaws out. Therefore, a lot of people just give it up entirely. So what does it mean to be spiritual? It means you look away from yourself and in all humility, you depend upon the Holy Spirit and the word that he inspired. Spiritual people are people who've taken the log out of their eye Insofar as they know themselves, they have repented of their sins and cast themselves on the mercy of Jesus and depend on the Holy Spirit, and they've replaced, and here's key, they've replaced the fog of their former log problem with the lenses of Scripture, because Paul says, 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for what? Correction, teaching, reproof, correction. That's what the Bible is for, helping the man of God get humble before God, get the log out before God, and then minister to his people correction so that they can see and enjoy God to the full and live in his will. And another thing I think spiritual implies, those who are spiritual should restore, is pray. Pray. When you see someone this way, pray about yourself, pray about them. Here's 1 John 5, 16. If you see anyone committing a sin not leading to death, ask God and he'll give him life. Well, I wonder how, how you're asking God for his life. You might be praying for yourself as well as for him that God would give you spiritual wisdom because it says in Colossians 1, 9, that Paul prays, we pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom. So if God is pleased, he might use you with your log out to rescue a person from death. Listen to James 5, 19. If anyone among you wanders from the truth, and why do you wander? Because you got a speck in your eye, you can't see the path. If any of you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, hey, Hey, you're good in the wrong direction. Someone brings back. Let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will recover a multitude of sins. So when Danny asks, how can we ever know with certainty that we see clearly enough to take the specks out of another person's eyes? My answer is, uh, certainty is not the issue here, Danny. Humility, scripture, prayer, love are the issue. God has set up the church so that imperfect, imperfect, fallible, even uncertain people are called upon to rescue each other. 
Don't let uncertainty excuse you from obedience. If someone is drowning and you can swim, but you're not certain you would have enough strength to pull them all the way back to the land and there's no other way to save them, what does love do? Don't make a god out of certainty. It may prove to be a cloak for fear of drowning. Very poignant words and a good encouragement for us all not to neglect this work. Thank you, Pastor John. And thank you for the question, Danny. Well, another weekend is upon us now. Good time to formulate that question you've been wanting to ask, Pastor John. And it's a good time to catch up on the past episodes, all of which you can do through our free mobile apps or through our web home at desiringgod.org forward slash ask Pastor John. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you back here on Monday.